Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to uh, our shithole podcast. <laughs> wit and black. Uh, wit, wit, wit and black in the sea of all these other shithole podcasts. Uh, yeah. I, I'm very, well, I'm very just... topical today. Oh. Honestly, everyone and their dog has a podcast nowadays, so why not? Well, uh, well first of all, I've never seen a, a podcast with anyone and their dog, so that's a new idea. But technically, if you think about it, it's a podcast with you, me, and your cat. So technically, we're actually revolutionizing the way the podcasts are going nowadays. You're right. You're right. I was trying to see if I could get my cat to meow on command, but he just stared at me you, like I was stupid. You haven't, earned that, you haven't earned that respect yet. Listen, there's one thing I learned from Pokemon, which is a very real story about a kid with pocket monsters. Uh, you got to level up to have them obey you. Uh, you know, Charizard... For all those Pokemon fans out there, Charizard didn't respect Ash because Ash actually sucked at his job. So he didn't respect him until he actually well, – actually, it's kind of unconvoluted how that happened. But basically, you got to level up to get your cat to respect you. Well, well, dang. You, you called me out on that, man. <laughs> oh, we're starting <laughs> – Welcome to the first... holy crap! I feel schooled right Welcome now. To the... Like wow. Welcome to the first and last Black episode. <laughs> it's actually just gonna be, gonna be it's gonna be me and the cat. Actually, we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, the best <laughs> best litter boxes. Uh, having been someone who's uh, been the litter box once in my lifetime, but that's another story. That was I was college. What? I was college. You, what? Huh? Wait. What? Who? <laughs> what? I didn't say. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I'm I'm workshopping a joke. You want to hear it? Yes, please. So, as many people know, I live in the South. I live in Mississippi. Yep. And here's my joke: the number of people who complain about MLK Day being recognized more than Robert E. Lee's birthday, and the people who complain about losers getting participation trophies, is a circle. <laughs> <laughs> that that Venn diagram is actually bigger than the, the other two concentric circles that are in it. <laughs> like that Venn diagram is actually uh, an actual it's circle itself. Um, it's actually funny. Um, one day, uh, so I I went to a, I was the only black kid in um, my elementary. I guess elementary. Like what's first first through third grade is elementary still, right? Yes. So yeah, so only black in my elementary school, but it was like it was like kindergarten through eighth grade. Anyway, um, so we had MLK Day. So I was the only black kid. So uh, my teacher didn't tell me anything about this. Like impromptu was like, all right, Robbie, please go up to the board. And I was like, um, okay. And I went to the board. She goes, share us what you know about MLK. I was like, wait, whoa, what? <laughs> I was like, I'm not MLK's like Wikipedia. Like I can't just start shooting off facts about MLK all willy-nilly like that. Um, so I went up there and uh, she was like, what, what uh, facts do you know? And I was like, well, he was black. And... <laughs> He did, <laughs> he did good things for black people, and he had three names. And then she said, okay, sit down. And I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I don't think I would uh, ask you either to uh, do that for me. I think that. I know things now like about MLK. Other kid in class. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think now about MLK. All right. You know, I, I can, I can, you know, we can. I can tell you some stuff about MLK that most people don't know. Most people aren't I, I mean, according to, you know, everybody who's, you know, contacted the Meridian Star for celebrating MLK Day instead of Robert E. Lee's birthday, uh, you know, he was, he's not somebody we should honor at all because oh, yeah. he was unfaithful to his wife and a communist, so. Ah, yeah, yes, yes, of course. Uh, unlike, he didn't do unlike, uh, other than that. Unlike Robert E. Lee, who uh, was, who basically surrendered like a little punk um, in, a, in a tent, so. I mean, hey, like, hey apples, apples and oranges, man, apples and oranges, I'm just saying, I'm saying. Whites and blacks. Yeah, like, hey, but listen, uh, it's crazy to me that people want to celebrate someone who surrendered. I, I thought, I always thought that most people hashtag surrendering yeah, was Yeah, I always thought losers didn't get participation trophies, but it, here like, we like, are. But it's like, Robert E. Lee didn't, like, die on the battle. He surrendered. He, like, he actually was like, whoa, 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 hey, I don't want that static. Like, he didn't want that static. Like, he wasn't willing to die that much for his call. He's like, hey, listen, y'all. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. Like, I know he was a great general and all of that, but the people who, you know, like, it's MLK Day, guys. Give it up. You've lost. Yeah, like, You've like, lost. That's the thing. MLK 
and Robert E. Lee aren't connected in any in any sphere no. or form whatsoever. <laughs> there is no academic essay where I've read Martin Luther, Martin Luther King and Robert E. Lee in the same sentence. Paragraph. For Southern holidays. It is on the Southern holiday calendar as the same day. Well, well, listen. If we're if we're celebrating, let's have a, a Robert E. Lee Day. We can celebrate like Mariah Carey Day. Ooh, ooh, me. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, moving on from our introduction here to our topic, this actually occurred during another casual conversation, and we realized this would be a great <laughs> podcast topic mm-hmm. for our unpopular opinions. Hot and, takes. Uh, hot takes. Hot takes. So. We wanted to talk about four shows. Four shows, I think we decided. Four, yes. Four. I think it was four uh, shows. Parks and Rec. Yep. And Friends. Mm-hmm. How I Met Your Mother. And what was the fourth The show? Office. The Office. The Office. Yes. How could I forget The Office? Oh, how, how could how you? It's everywhere. It's going to be talked about as much, but like, yeah. it's, it's, it's there. It gets a participation trophy. Uh, oh. Look how you weave those in like a, like a web. You weave those in like a web. Yeah. So, Robbie, why don't you why don't you start us off? So, I'll start uh, off with <laughs> I'll start off with a show that I think, oh my god, I think the show is terrible. Uh Friends. So, Friends is a horrendous show. It is god awful on every conceptual level possible. It is terribly acted. <laughs> it is the plots are horrendous. The characters are unlikable. But you know what the worst thing about Friends is? Is that people who like Friends insist it's one of the most revolutionary shows in the world when it stole its idea from Living Single, which is a funnier show. So if you've never... No, I, it, what happened? I agree. If you, I agree. If, I agree. If people who like Friends have never seen Living, Living Single. They don't own BET in their show. Because BET run, reruns Living Single like it's a goddamn... Like, they rerun that show like either that or Love and Basketball. So I mean, you can catch you can catch it on either either one o'clock or eleven o'clock in the morning. So, uh, Living Single, which in which involved pretty much the same premise of uh, three three or four girlfriends living together, and they have these two upstairs neighbors who are guys, and it's just basically about being single in New York City, and then a couple of characters get together, and basically blah blah blah. Basically, it's the same goddamn premise, only it's funnier. Queen Latifah is a hundred times more charming and likable than Jennifer Aniston or Courtney Cox or the other one. Uh, <laughs> so, like, Friends is not a funny TV show. It's not funny. There's no black people in it. I like, It's like one black person. I think he's, like, there for two seconds. Um, it's just a bad TV show. It's not funny. And people will insist to you, to this day, if you watch Friends with them, they go, oh, oh no, this is, this, is a, this is a funny episode. Oh, this is funny. No, this is funny. Oh, you're just not watching it right now. What do you mean? I'm watching it on my television with the, with the sound up. I should be watching it with my television off and the sound off too as well because it's not a funny show so that's my Dude, rant on friends queen latifah is in living single yes i'm watching uh so apparently it just came back on hulu and hulu had this whole commercial like living singles coming to hulu and the entire series is on now as of two days ago watch it yesterday I, yesterday I, I, wa- watch it. it i recommend it it's it's it's, it's funny you'd you like it watch it well i will have to check it out um but I don't like Friends either. And here's the thing with Friends is Phoebe is the only person I'm kind of like, okay. That's the one that's not because... Courtney Cox or Jennifer Aniston, right? No, no, no. That's the one that's neither. The blonde okay. one. Okay. All right. That's the – okay, yeah. She's like the, the most like one out of any of them. And that's yeah. – that... And then Joey's kind of funny, but Hint. I guess – but that's because we've all met a person like Joey. Yep. And I can't stand Joey in person. So why would I like him on TV? <laughs> why would I find a TV version of him? <laughs> Any type of charming. <laughs> but uh, it, it just my problem. You with, know, my problem with yeah. oh, actually, no, continue, continue. Oh no, I was just saying like they're not very interesting. There's nothing cutting edge about it. They don't have any plot lines that I appreciate, and uh, I really. I've never in ever I've I have not seen all the episodes of Friends. I'll admit it. I've only seen like oh, you're lucky. Yeah, hey, hey, that don't don't that's you're lucky. <laughs> As a white woman between the ages of twenty one and twenty eight, everyone assumes I'm obsessed with the show, mm-hmm. and I've watched it a million times. And because I haven't, everyone asks me all the time. <laughs> they're, 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 they're having like Friends references with you, and you're like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, dude. Like, yeah. They'll be like, Oh my gosh, we're gonna have a this i'm like what what is that what's the best what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) here's the thing about friends though like just think about friends like 
you know, they, 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 they tell their shows, you know, the one where this happens or the one where this happens. Or, the one where Ross goes to, goes to the mall. The one where, where uh, I can't name you another episode. The, the one, one where, where the Joey couch gets stuck. Gets addition. How about the one that makes me fucking laugh? Because I haven't seen that one yet. <laughs> the show's bad. Like, it's just a bad show. And you know what? I think people like it because it's just blandly inoffensive. It's a blandly inoffensive show. Um, it's like Jennifer Aniston. I have no problem with Jennifer Aniston. I don't. I, I think she's active. There's some stuff that I like her in. There's something I'm like, eh, okay. Um, she's but like everyone hypes up Jennifer Aniston not. like she is the most beautiful woman that's ever touched this god green earth, and she's not. <laughs> she's just a white woman who doesn't who doesn't like spoiled milk at the age of forty. That's nothing to be like, to like clamor her about. People like they obsess over Jennifer Aniston. Like Angela Bassett ain't sixty years old looking like a damn thirty year old. All right. Here's the thing. Dude, Jennifer she's sixty. She's like, she's up, you know, Hands of Bass is up there. I mean, she looks like she's like 30, right? I mean, so people like, people, she's one of those overrated white women that people hype up to know. And that's what Friends is. It's an overrated show that people hype up and it's not, there's no substance to it. Um, and, if, no. and, 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 and if Jennifer Aniston is listening to the show, I'm so sorry. I know, I know you're a big fan of the program. I'm sorry. I like you. It's just your fans and fans of Friends don't do you a good service. Holy crap. Angela Bassett is really 59 I told years old. You. I told you. Well, why was I supposed to believe I you? Know, dude, I, I know odd stuff like this, all right? I'm a, listen, I mean, I know MLK facts, but I know, I know, I know my black actress facts. This is true. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have questioned that. Yeah, but, holy crud. But, I did not realize. She but how many times amazing. did you go, oh, Jennifer Anderson's 40 years old? No, what? Listen. Okay, like, first of all, she uses a vino, so that shit's like miracle cream already. <laughs> but, but like, but like that's like that's like my my thing is like it's like it's just that it's just that Jennifer Aniston 40, is forty eight by the way. Excuse me, so she's almost fifty. Uh, so and then people go, oh, she's fifty. How is she fifty? Well, because she aged. Like she aged, but she doesn't look like spoiled milk because she takes care of her skin. She doesn't look like like just because she doesn't look like yeah. spoiled milk like every other white celebrity who gets older doesn't mean she's like the goddess of she's like Aries. Like oh not Aries. Um who's the fucking Greek goddess? Aphrodite. Thank you. Like, she was like, Thank you. <laughs> I'm here. Uh she was like fucking Aphrodite. Like, come on, like, come on now. Let, let's be real. Let, let let's be real now, all right? Let's let's I will say she's a gorgeous woman, but nothing outstand outstanding about it. Like she's she's she kind of has a bit of a run of the mill look. Like she's really pretty, but honestly, it seems like if anybody had her money, they would be that pretty too. Yeah, she she's a, she's like the soccer mom at the bake sale that you know the the, the dads go. Oh. Yeah, like, the dads go. Oh yeah, that, man, I was that was my they, wife. They got- like, they got really great jeans, and the creepy men are all making jo- jeans as in G E N E S guys. Um, <laughs> and jeans. all the all the creepy guys are making weird references to her because even though she's almost fifty, she looks banging. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, but the, pro- all props to her. Hey, props to her. You own it. It's just your fans and people who watch Friends are dweebs. Weird <laughs> dweebs. That's all I gotta say. They're just dweebs. No, I just I I'm not. I don't. I just watched a rom-com with her, actually. And she was essentially the same character as whatever her character's name was in Friends, which shows you how much I know about the show. Which yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> shows you my level of my day. Yeah, I, I like, I really wow, have, actually, I think she was in one dra- dramatic film and she wasn't good in it. And then she just stopped. And I was like, well, that's a good idea. Well, she was also in, she wasn't a movie I liked, but not that I liked because she was in it. It was this like spy movie with two like handsome male spies fighting over her. Ah. Chris Pine, which is why I liked it. Mm. Um, but Never I don't even it. remember what the movie's called, so it doesn't matter. Never seen it. Um, hey, there was there was a rom com with her and, and Adam Sandler, and it was one of the worst pieces of shits I've ever watched. So, <laughs> okay. and then she was in um, Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn. Oh yay! But she's done a lot of terrible stuff. Actually. She does a, yeah, she, a lot she, of terrible she, stuff. She, she was actually, you know what? I, I do take one thing back. She was very good in the first Horrible Bosses. She was actually very good. Her, well, that's, that. her, that's because it was her. I think she was Jason Bateman's book, Jason Bateman's boss. Jason Bateman's fantastic in almost everything I've ever watched with him in it. And it was just like. I did he was not peg the, you as a Jason Bateman fan. Oh, I, lo- I, love, I love Jason. Jason Bateman has this like natural ability to make some of the most mundane shit. Like, it, it, he's one of the best, like, I think, straight men actors like play, playing the straight man 
Uh, not like as in like straight men, you know what I mean? Like he plays the straight yeah. man very well. He's very, very good at that. Like uh, the show, uh, The Ozarks was on Netflix, which I watched. Loved um, it. Oh loved my it. God. I love it because his fucking facial reactions are just prime. Like just that it's look in his face. Of, like, yeah, right, right? Like the, the, the part where, the part where, the, which spoiler territory, but like it's actually the first episode. So it's not but the part where the, um, the, the dude, his wife's having an affair with, hits that fucking pavement and he fucking just peels out the fucking other way. Yeah. He's, fucking... Just, he's like, bye. See you later. Like, like his fucking face is, is great. So yeah, I'm a huge Jason Bateman fan. So, uh, okay. <laughs> no, totally agree with you. Love Jason Bateman. Fan, just... fan, fan, fan of the show, obviously. Okay. <laughs> well, so since we, you know, dissed friends, at least we recommended Ozark. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> we have that. Um, I guess I'll talk about How I Met Your Mother very briefly. Yep, uh, I've never I've seen, I've never, I've seen, I've seen clips of it and from what I've seen, eh. I, I'm only just mentioning this because of a great think piece I read about it, but essentially it's this, it's the similar pre- premise where it's like six friends, five friends? Yep. Uh, five. There are five. Yeah. You know five more than friends, I do. Um, five friends, three guys, two girls, uh, and you know, they basically just hang out all the time and they never make new friends and never change over the entire premise of the show, which is, you know, how all shows go. Yep. But uh, what's interesting, so in this one, it's all about, you know, how I met your mother and it's about this guy pursuing this other girl, essentially the whole series. And then at the end, the last series, they pretend it's somebody else, but then you realize he's still in love with the one chick. Okay. Yep. So... It's, but anyway, the great think piece I read about it was just about, like, their inability, the show's inability to introduce new characters and the show's inability to, like, let this friend group widen out. Like, they never had another friend added to this group. It's so weird. Like, their friend dynamic never changed. And I've kind of observed that in other shows. You have that in Friends, too. Like, there are six friends. There are not more. You know what show? It's the most glaringly obvious. Uh, and I think it's because writers are lazy. Uh, it's it like Big Bang Theory is the same way. Like yes, it's it's the same exact way. And things that because oh fans like it and fans like it and well and the reason with those two shows why they're so popular is because they they channel all of their writing ability and energy into one character to make it interesting. For example, for How I Met Your Mother, it's uh, uh Houser's yeah, uh, yeah, Barney. Neil Patrick um, Harris is God. Who is a fine, fine actor. Fine, fine actor. Fine, fine actor. My disses on How I Met Your Mother have nothing to do with Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, oh, he's, he's the only reason to watch that show. Like, that will, he's the only reason to watch also, that show. He's fantastic in the series of Unfortunate Events. If I've you're heard. looking for something weird, and if you like that type, if you like that book series, definitely watch the, mo- the film that, or uh, miniseries on Netflix. Oh, it's yeah, yeah. fantastic. He's great. Let, let, let me stick up in this piece. And, and uh, also, he's fantastic in that musical. What's it called? That uh, is Mr. Mr. Singalongs or Mr. Hor- Mr. Hor- or Doctor Horrible Singalongs. Yeah. yeah, I've heard that's really good too. Um, I think is it Nathan Fillion in that too? Yes, Our, he is. Yep. Wow, this is the, the hey, third. Dad. Nice to see you, Dad. But my dad, uh, and uh, <laughs> and like so, you know, it's him, and then in Big Bang, Bang, Bang Theory, it's uh, Jim Parsons playing Sheldon. Uh, like, and like, that's fine, but like, it, the rest of everybody else has to be somewhat kind of interesting. And like, like you said, it, it revolves around a couple of premises in those shows. You're, you have the one interesting oddball character who everyone either likes, either the playboy or the weird eccentric. And then you have the main character who's bland as white, as bland as white bread. Like, for example, in Harry Met Your Mother, it's, uh, Ted, Ted Mosby. Mosby. That's, that's a fucking awful name. His name is not Ted Mosby. It is Ted Mosby. That's that's a horrible name. How do you how do you spend months on writing a show and the guy's name is Ted Mosby? That is the worst name I've heard in a long time. Anyway, so Ted um, Mosby. Okay, Ted we got to move, move on because I want to talk about my favorite show, but we're leaving that for the end. Okay, okay. Um, Ted, so Ted, yeah. So basically, like so now we're on The Office. Wow. Just okay. <laughs> you don't even. So how your mother is so bad show. Oh, sorry. Not not. It's, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm moving too fast. Um, How I Met Your Mother, it's just, it, the, first of all, the last episode is trash and I've never watched it and I refuse to watch it because I know how it ends and that's stupid. 
Now, I, did, I did too, and I've never seen the show, so thank you. You're welcome. Just I wasn't going to watch it anyway. So. Um, but, uh, plus, I love the actress who plays the mom. And she was only around in the last season, but she's one of my favorites. And she's in Black Mirror, which is also a great show. See, I'm keeping yep. up recommending good shows in, uh, in, in between bad shows. Wow. They're all Netflix shows that I've recommended so far. Hey, I think, I think that's a trend. I think that's something that that's says something terrifying. about that. Um, okay. But uh, anyway, so How I Met Your Mother is just super problematic, not very original. Some hilarious jokes. Don't get me wrong. Like, there's this thing where he talks about smoking weed, but since he's supposedly telling the story to his, you know, children about how he yep. met their mother, which, how long were these children sitting in the chairs? Holy oh, crap. thank you. Okay, that's what I've never understood. How long were they fucking in that goddamn chair? Was this every night? Like, I'm pretty sure, like, over seven seasons, this is about, what, seven years of your but, life? Are, are these kids really listening to this goddamn story? Can't you just tell them outright who their goddamn mom is? One of the, the du- Well, and they know who she is. She just died. Okay, but, like, why do you need to know this damn story? Wouldn't they have told... When he talks <laughs> about explicitly having sex with other women and... Yeah, yeah that's, like, that's a creepy... But, oh, I'm, I'm going to tell you about my friend having sex with other people, and, and even though I don't know how I was even there. Like, that makes no sense. <laughs> well, and then there... But there is this one funny joke that they have throughout where instead of smoking blunts, they're eating sandwiches. So mm. whenever mm. they're, like, really... Uh, greedily eating a sandwich you're like oh that's what they're supposed to be ah marijuana that's kind of fun yeah. it, i don't know that makes me laugh out of context yeah, yeah, that, that's kind of funny uh, that's okay <laughs> oh, man. but uh uh-huh. so it's just it's mediocre and i loved okay. it when i first watched it but upon rethinking i really think i just love neil patrick harris that, he's and just, that's fine that's fine to admit all right we can go now now we can go okay now we can move on now from we can go to the office <laughs> Uh, I don't even know where to start, man. Um, um, it is, it is, it is by far one of the most overrated shows on t- uh, overrated shows. And, yeah. and it, I it, like, and here's the thing: like, I think like people hear the word overrated, they think that means not good. No, that, that's that's not what overrated means. Overrated means over-hyped. it's good, but you are overrating it. <laughs> As in, it, it has a lane that's in, and you're putting it in sixty different lanes that doesn't need to be in. Yeah. Here's the thing about the Office, right? The Office, you know, it's. Like, The Office really owes a lot of it who it is. Dig it to one character. Like, it's Steve Carell makes the fucking Office. Yes. Like, that's the thing. Like, if anyone else is in that role, and <laughs> they tried, didn't they? Um, it, it completely fails apart because Steve Carell is one of the most underrated actors, I think, Amen. currently. Have you he, seen, what was that love? Uh, it wasn't. Coming. Love. Yeah, love isn't love. Life lives. Some dumb shit like that. I, the title was stupid, but, like, it was good. Hell, him and him and Foxcatcher is one of the best things I've ever seen. My, him and him and Foxcatcher, where he plays um Dupont, that the creepy wrestling dude. Which, by the way, if you've never seen that story of uh, the, uh the wrestling guy Dupont and Mark Schultz, I watch every documentary. It's the creepiest, but like one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. But he played that role to the tilt. Like, if you ever seen the documentary, I saw the documentary first, and I saw the movie, and oh my god, he is spot on. He has the creepy mannerisms, right? He has just that. He's unnerving on tel- like he, every time he's on screen, I'm like, oh god, like, ugh. <laughs> I feel like uncomfortable as fuck. Um, wow, he's so, been in a ton of movies. Yeah, he like he's he's in that new recent you know soldier bait movie, um, um, Anchorman, seeking a friend for the end of the world. Yep. Horton hears a who. Yeah, Steve, like Steve, Steve Carell has had one like Steve Carell is one of those guys like Steve Carell. I don't think he gets a lot of credit for how I mean, he started off as you know. Straight funny guy. He's a funny guy who's gonna say funny things. He's short and he's a funny dude. But then he really just like no, I can also do a bunch of different, you know, yeah, he, he roles. Is so, he he's so knocks those out, he knocks those out the park. Like he doesn't get enough credit. So anyway, so yeah, crazy so stupid love. That's what I was thinking about. Crazy I love, love. Crazy ah, that's love. still a bad title for a movie. But it is a bad title. But when you watch it, it's cute. Yeah, I heard it's good. I'll, I'll have to watch it. But um, so and also the big short was great. But that's another yeah. story. So, yeah, so they owe a lot to Steve, Steve Carell. Now, here's the thing, all right? Here's the thing about The Office, right? The Office also has a bunch of people who are, like, and that's the thing, like, they're really good in small roles. Like, he has, it's Steve Carell and a bunch of, it's like, it's like Last Night in the Pips. Like, he has, you know, Steve Carell is the show, and then you have the rest of the people who kind of are funny in different spots. You know, um, uh, like, Craig Robinson's pretty good in his small role, and, and, uh, you know, Mandy Kalen was good in her small role. But then the thing is, 
is that when they try to get them their own TV shows and try to get them too much camera time, they're not fucking funny. Um, we learned about that with the mini project, which someone, one of us two has watched all seasons of the mini project for what reason? I don't know why. I, I okay, okay. look, 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 look. I didn't watch that piece of shit show. I love trash TV, but it was horrible. She's horrible. She was horrible. She's not funny. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, she's not, I don't know what, like, what she was trying to go for, whether she's trying to be like a, a female Aziz. She's not fucking funny. <laughs> like, that's the thing, like, to, in order to be a female something or to be a female disease, you gotta be somewhat kind of funny. She's not. Here, Here's my, here's my thing though. This is why I think I was attracted to the Mindy Project. Yes. Uh, I, I like, but see, with, when Aziz plays a character, he plays a character who is normal, who is in a normal Indian guy. Like, mm-hmm. he very clearly has that Indian heritage. Yep. Whereas, with, with Mindy, in the Mindy, she she plays a woman who is Indian, but almost isn't at all. Like it's it, she's a very vapid white woman. White woman, yeah. Character, yeah. But she's Indian, and so I, I what I think is interesting about this is that we are seeing a character who doesn't whose skin color doesn't matter. She could have been white. She could have been black. You know, like she could have been, so been, been any. She could have been any unfunny person ever. Yeah. Yeah, she could have been any unfunny person ever. No, that's true. But what I guess what I'm trying to say is it, it's nice to see a place where an Indian actor can play somebody yeah. without being Indian. That's that's reasonable. Okay, that, that's, 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 that makes sense. That's reasonable. It's kind of like... Um, but it wasn't good. But it wasn't good. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> the execution was terrible. Um, so, like, you know, all these, all these people and, like, here's the thing about The Office. Like, The Office is funny in segments. It's not funny. It's not like great when you're watching it full through. Like the office, it's that. I don't know awkward. how people can stream it and binge it. Oh my gosh, I get so it's bored because it's moments. So like, whenever you see people talk about the office, it's moments. It's oh, remember that moment when he did this? Remember that moment when he looked at the camera? Which is every fucking gag they do. You know, remember that moment where where fucking uh, uh, Jim looked yeah. at the camera when something awkward happened? <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, it's a show that you could, that is it's funny when you watch a segment of it. Like, oh, the fat dweeby dude dropping the chili, which isn't really that funny, but that's not funny. It's that's not funny, disgusting. but hey, listen, it's a segment, so it's like, Kevin. oh, okay, it's only three seconds. I don't really care, you know. Um, so it's it's a show that like it's it's gifable. It's all that stuff. Like, I get that. When I've had watching a show in one sit, I was just a TBS marathon before um the college basketball series. And I was like, you know, I'll just watch it, and I was like. Okay, like I've never laughed out loud at the office. I've always just chuckled. Like <laughs> I think, I think I laughed. I think I chuckled at three points yep. in the series watching it because I made myself watch it on Netflix. Because like everybody says this is so great, I have to check it out. Yep. And you know what? Fine, I'll do it. And that's why, guys, I won't watch Friends because you made me watch The Office and it wasn't funny. <laughs> you 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 burnt that bridge with Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I forced myself to watch the Mindy Project, but uh, that's, 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 mm, that's I've watched some bad shows too, so don't worry about it. But uh, all right, so it, it's just with The Office. What I really hate is that none of the characters really change, and it just it they it's like the same gag. Andy's always really annoying. Yep. And Andy's really annoying. Oh my gosh, that hasn't changed over four seasons. He's still annoying, you know? Yep. The more you learn about him, the more tragic it is, but it's more annoying he becomes. Yep. Uh, you know, Jim is always this wisecracking. No, I'm not even wisecracking. can't take anything seriously. Yeah, he's just always kind of this like, oh, you know, he's he's going to look at the camera when someone does something kooky or something weird. <laughs> That's his quirk. Um, Pam has little to no per- fucking personality whatsoever. I don't know how people go, oh, like, I want a Jim and Pam. She has no personality. Besides being awkward. Okay, yeah, but she didn't do anything with her art. Like, she barely designs one logo in the whole series. And finally, like, forces her way into being a salesperson when she can't do it. Exactly. She, like, she's, she's the, she's this awkward, like, she's just Awkward and awkward. I'm sorry. In this time and day, where where people are writing nothing but awkward characters, awkward no longer is a enough. It's not enough of writing awkward characters for the sake of writing awkward characters. Like, okay, and like an awkward character done right. I hate to admit this, but I don't like the show. But like an awkward character done right is Sheldon Cooper, where he's awkward 
and because he he has this he has this intellectual you know superiority to everybody like he thinks he's smarter than everybody and he doesn't yeah. understand anything about social about any type of social norms that aren't outside of science that works perfectly because that makes sense he's a uh, whatever he's a, a neuro Asperger's or something yeah, like that exactly you know that makes sense she's just awkward in a sea of awkward people that's it, it doesn't work like that doesn't make her stand out at all. Like it doesn't like it doesn't make no. Sense. All of the characters kind of blend together. Like Ex- except for Steve, yeah, except for Steve Carell's character. Like and the, the only, and the reason why Steve Carell's character well, there's two reasons. Number one, because Steve Carell played the fuck out of the role. But uh, but number two is because everybody can relate to loud. Out? Well, yeah, everyone can relate to having a boss like that. Everyone can relate to having yeah. a boss that you go, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> like people can relate to that. Like it, it, it's a natural thing where it's like. You don't even have to like have so much of a character because people can go, oh, I yeah, my boss is kind of like that. He's kind of a, you know, he kind of thinks that you know, he kind of. I am himself. smarter than my boss. He doesn't deserve his role. Exactly. Everyone, everyone has had that had that moment. You know, it's just that Steve Crow was able to put some charm into it, or else it'd been a horribly under underwritten character. Mm-hmm. No, I. Like, I'm trying to even think, like, I guess, you know, everyone kind of thinks about Dwight being a very distinguished character, but, but I But he just don't... does weird shit in segments, too. Like, he just does weird yeah. shit. There's, no, there's, there's really no re Like, they go through and they go thing like, you know, because, like, you know, Dwight. Like, Dwight's the, Dwight, no, Dwight's the kiss, uh, he's like the kiss ass that tries to, you know, curry favor with, with Steve Crow's character, and then Steve Crow kind of begrudgingly hate, which is like, that's kind of, like, if they play that up a lot more, it's like, oh, that makes sense. Like, the kiss ass. And the boss who kind of does not like the kiss ass but tolerates him. Like, that would be – but they don't really play that up. It's just like, oh, he does something to, a, to either be dweeby or, or annoys uh, Steve Carell's character in some way, you know? Yes. Yes, I agree. I agree. It's just, it's, it's just, just, it's just underwhelming writing. That's what really Underwhelming. Well, and I, it's almost like the show was written to be gift. Like, this yeah. before gifting, yeah. but it was, it was written to be gift. It's written for it, it, it's written like it's also written like an SNL skit, or uh, like it's just it's good in a it, like if you watch just a like for example the the one thing that's made me laugh most of that entire show is when Steve um not Steve Carell's character what the fuck is his name by the way Michael thank you Michael Michael when uh, Steve Carell's character because I'm not gonna call him Michael throughout the entire show that's not gonna happen <laughs> you everyone knows about Steve Carell I don't care what you think all right so Steve Carell's character uh, I think it's the not it's the black dude that's not Craig Robinson. Uh, he's like saying, "Oh yeah, you know, he's good at ba-. like he's like, oh, I'm you know, on my basketball team, like you're good at basketball." And they're like, "Bas, black guy says nothing about this at all." He goes, oh, you know, okay. he's good, he's good. Like, and then he, the moment he sees him dribble, Steve Carell's face fucking falls. And almost, it's the funniest. That's the funniest thing of that entire show because it's <laughs> it plays it plays on a stereotype, it reverses uh-huh. the stereotype, and it has the perfect reaction to it. It they build that joke up like that's perfect writing. You got stereotype, you build up to it, you get the because comedy is involved in misery. Like that's mostly what comedy is. It's misery. So you see the misery in the fact that the stereotype isn't true and the fact that Steve Carell is sad. Like, that's the funniest thing in the entire, in the entire show. It works perfectly. Yeah. Like, that's a good, that'd be a good SNL skit. But then, unfortunately, you have an episode attached to that. And it's like, ugh. <laughs> unfortunately, you had an episode attached to the rest of it. <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah, so uh, The Office is overrated. Let's call it overrated. Space, space. Yeah, I All like right. that. So now are we ready for our final show? Yes, 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 yes. So Parks and Recreation does not do any of these things. No. (laughs) The writing is fantastic after the first two seasons. I don't. Yeah. yeah. You can. Yeah. But they're not the, they really hit their stride in the third season and kind of figured out where they were going. Uh, Contrary to Friends and How I Met Your Mother, they introduced new characters made them interesting and had them stay yep. you know yep and people left but the show was still funny yep like and people grew and people changed and they were still great people loved it and they were all very distinct and even when they grew and changed they still didn't you know change their core characteristics just because Donna settled down with a with a man with that teacher who yep. I can't remember his name and his character name at least, but uh, just because Donna settled down with him in the end doesn't mean she stopped being a powerful black woman. 
You know, mm-hmm. she still was live tweeting and at you know shirtless firemen and all that. You know, like <laughs> like that, that's the thing about like like Parks and Rec is a, blah, 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 blah. Parks and Rec. Blah, blah, blah. Thank you. Parks and Rec is a, it like I say that Par- Parks and Rec and you know and like you know another show that binds which I think is well, another wonderful show is Thirty Rock, but stu- stuff like that. It's all like the, like the character development is so it, it it's subtle and it's also apparent at the same time. Like it's something that you look at and you go, wow, like that. Like you no, know, I, I can really follow these stories. April's character development is one of the best character developments I've seen like a long time. Oh ago. my like, gosh, her character she's, development is. You hate got her in the beginning. You, she's just so annoying, but then she really grows to be somebody you sympathize with and somebody who cares. You know, she just had to be nudged in the right way. Except, like th- the whole time, they could have written, uh, no, Aubrey Plaza, you know, you know, they could have made April, her flat and they made played, her, yeah, who's played by Aubrey, Aubrey, you know, and, and Aubrey Plaza is, is decent in a lot of things I've seen her in. And she, but she's, you no, know, she's very good at playing kind of that dead faced, you know, yes, monotone, like that. Yeah, that's you no, know, and they could have continued to be like, oh, that's our one, that's our gag, that's our one gag. But no, they actually developed her into a character. It's like, oh, wow, like there's a lot more dimensions with her. And her, she plays very well off Chris Pratt, who's, you know, Chris Pratt. You know, Chris Pratt's good in a lot of things. You know what I mean? So, like, they, that's the thing is also, like, they have a very likable cast. Like, Amy Poehler is excellent, you know, and, uh, you know, Vizzini, Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. Rob. You know, even though Rob Lowe fucks children, but he, Rob Lowe, uh, you know. <laughs> well, but he's Rob Lowe, so. Adam, you know, at, you know Adam Scott, uh, you know, um, you know like, Nick Offerman fucking, I mean, can't even talk about how fucking <laughs> amazing he is, you know. But, like, that thing is, like, they, it's not just people playing a character. They actually put a lot of time into developing these characters, writing for these characters, making, mm-hmm. giving them motivations, like, getting them a motivation. That's something that's as simple as it is. Yes. Like, in Friends, what is the motivation for these people to be like they have individual motivations, but it's so barely touched upon. Why do like, these people exist? <laughs> exactly. Like, why do they do this? The office. What is what is the purpose of, of all these people in this office? What are you, are you trying to better yourself as an like? What is your purpose? Yes. Like they don't they don't have futures. You know, like their exactly. future is basically that office. Whereas in Parks and Rec, they change. They do different things. They you know, Tom starts his own bistro. Yeah, and after even after failing in his in Tommy's closet, you know, or sorry, swag, rent a 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 swag. You know, <laughs> even after that went under, he still went out and tried new businesses because, you know, he kept being his character, and even Jerry was supposed to be like just flat and one note, and then you yep. learn about how happy he is with his family, and you're yeah. just like, oh my god. Like it's 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 really it's just it's an it's an incredible show, like that's the thing like writing like like television writing is it's so hit or miss like shows today like there's there's very few shows that I really like I think like the reason why Netflix I think has such a you know why Netflix can draw a lot of people because they have really talented writers they have really talented writers who aren't on this network restriction they're not on this network restriction to just pump out a bunch of cat phrases and taglines and all that stuff like you know it's all about character development like a show a tv show can be good a tv show can be good by just relying on the performance of, a, of an actor or relying on quips and quips and jokes and stuff like that or relying on one note characters fine i can't say no, i'm not gonna say a show can't be good that's a lot of tv shows you know in the you know in the 90s and even today but you know another one of my favorite shows which a lot of people don't probably realize has a lot of character development the freshman of Belair had a lot of character development um when you look at it from the first from the first season carlton you know uh, carlton is this you know this snobby preppy you know complete opposite of will smith but then as you see he actually grows up he starts learning the, the harsh realities you know of you know him being him being an actual black person, you know, him being surrounded by, you know, being surrounded by African-Americans and, and kind of learning to ingratiate himself to Will Smith's antics. He's, just, he's the best character in the show, but mind you. Um, so there's character development there. There's character development with Will Smith's character. You know, the, the, you know the, the famous scene with his dad, you know, learning to him and Uncle Charles. Oh my God. That's why I had to go really quiet because I was getting really emotional yeah, thinking yeah, about that. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, there's, but there's character development. There's people, everyone's developed. They're gro- this thing, it's like they're growing up. They have to change in some way. 
Like, even Hillary becomes a little less stupid, you know? Like, every, like Ashley goes through, you know, her phase. Like, everyone has to grow up. That's the thing. Like, in a show where you are spanning over multiple seasons, no one stays the same. That's real life. No one stays the same for fucking eight, episodes, eight seasons. That's, it's impossible. So shows like Friends and shows like The Office, there has to be some fucking change. So there has to be a change. In yes. Core dynamic because that's real life. You're not the same as you were as you were five years. You're not even the same as you were even a year ago. Like it's, no, I lo- like okay. For example, with The Office, Meredith, right? What do yep. we know about Meredith? She's an alcoholic. That's the that's yep. the gag. That's it. There's nothing else to her character. She apparently has kids. Yep. Oscar's the gay guy. Fan, you know. Yeah. Like, it, it, but she's not grown into anything else. You don't sympathize with her. You just nope. ignore her and brush her off. Whereas, you, so in Parks and Rec, for example, when Chris is depressed, yep. they not only somehow made depression one of the funniest things I've ever yeah, seen, yeah, movie, right. <laughs> but they also made him heal as a person. You know, mm-hmm. like he, they did find a way to make him happier but also found a way to keep him himself, if that makes sense. But I have to say, I quote that line, the, you know, if I, I have to keep myself in constant motion because if I stop, I will fall into a pit of despair. Yes, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. I paraphrase, but that is one of my favorite lines, just quote out of context. Like, that, that's like, you know, you know, I say like, in terms of like, you know, with, with, like with the TV show, like I, you know, I'm very, I, you know, I, I watch a lot of, TV and well, not, not really. No, I watch a lot of sports and television. Like these are like I'm very. It's very hard for me to get into a TV show if I can all if I can watch one episode and go, well, this is how it's going to go for the next couple of seasons. Can't do yep. it. Yep. Um, you and know, that's the Office. Yeah, that's the Office. Like, well, oh, well, I I've seen every episode. Then, like Friends, I've seen every episode. Like, if you can get everyone's characteristic right in in the, in two episodes or three episodes, you can go, oh, he's the funny one. That's the stick in the mud. That's the quirky one. That's the hot one. Like, if you can get all of that done in the first three episodes, what the fuck are you watching it for then? Like, what, like, what is there to keep me going if I can just guess? If I can just go in the middle of a show and go, oh, oh well, they're, they're doing their usual crazy antics. Like, like you Liz. know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking it's, about 30 Rock now. <laughs> it's, it's like, like, you know, like, like, I like I like I love I love Dirty Rock. I, you know when I I, I I randomly watched it on Netflix. Like I actually gave it like it was probably when they were about to wrap up. I was like, no, I'm gonna watch the show. And I watched it. And the first couple first couple episodes, like, all right, okay, cool, cool, cool. And I was like, all right, this is actually pretty good. Like this is pretty funny. Like and like a lot of the show, it doesn't have as much character development as Parks and Rec does or any oh, other no. shows do. But uh, there there are also some lasting stakes. There are things that it isn't you know it, it isn't just oh a bunch of quick jokes you know it, it's a lot of things where it builds up you, you know you get really invested into uh liz lemon's relationship with jack donahue you get really invested into really anything that tracy morgan's doing um like you get you get invested into these characters like you get invested into these characters and what they're doing they have motivations you know like tracy morgan's motivations to not be washed up <laughs> i can relate to that <laughs> you yeah. know liz, liz lemon's motive, liz, liz's motivation is to be is to make the network really great you know and she works with a boss who's insufferable at times but he also realized that Jack Donnelly is not the worst guy in the world. You start to warm up to him and go, oh, okay. Like, he's not really that much of a dick, you know? He is a dick, but he's not that much of it. It's just like, <laughs> That's yeah, how I want people. By, you played by Alec Baldwin. I mean, let's be real, you know? <laughs> That's how I want people to think of me. Yeah, she's a dick. But she's not, but not that, Like, not a, not, a, not a piece of shit. Like, that's the thing. So it's like, those things is like, those things are kind of what, like, those, that's those things that you come back for TV shows for and you, and you invest in them and you start going, all right, like, I, I really care about these characters. I really care about what they're doing, not just one Yeah, yeah. I, want, you know? I want Carlton to become a better person. I want April and Andy to end up together, you know, mm-hmm. even though they ended up together in, like, the first yep. season, yep. third season. Like, but... like, like, one show, so there's a current show, which right now, like, it, it's, I'm gonna get, I might get some hate on this from, from, from friends on Twitter, but I, 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 prep, I will preface this. Riverdale, okay? Woo! Riverdale! <laughs> And, and, and you know Riverdale is such a weird show because you have to believe that some somebody somewhere was reading an Archie's comic and said, "Why can't we make this a gritty reboot, huh? Who's with me? Like someone read fucking Archie comics and said, "Let's make this a gritty reboot with murder and all that stuff." And like the thing, and like and like you know, and Riverdale's a fine show. I like I like I like Riverdale. I actually like it a lot. It's one of the shows in TV that I've actually made sure to watch, which is says a lot because I could care less about other shows. 
I actually like, watched Riverdale as well, and I thought it was just going to be some toss-off trite CW. Yeah. But pretty I people was, with problems. I was surprised. It took me. It took me aback. I was oh yeah aback. Yeah, it, it really like I watched it with my dad, who's like fifty five years old and black and cynical, and he he <laughs> liked he really liked it. Like and things that like the thing is that like, everyone like I said, everyone in that show has a motivation. Um, like I said, like the most the most like the most, the, the worst character in the show is Archie himself. That's that's fine. Like you no, know, Archie's just he's meant to be this bland, good looking. Like Archie, I could give a shit less about what Archie does in in, in Riverdale. Like, he's just he's played he's played blandly. The actor's not that great. <laughs> I wouldn't but, really say he's that bland. Okay, it's not. But okay, he's not, it's not like he's not. Not bland. It's, it's not bland. He's he's written like a fan fiction character. Okay, he's, well, he's beautiful. So well, but 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 he, but here's the thing: Art is Archie in the comics beautiful though? Not really. <laughs> he's okay. I I read fucking Archie comics, right? I'll admit that. I but, have not. Like, so okay, but but like the thing is that Archie's not Archie's not meant to be a good looking guy. Archie's kind of. Justice, like that's that's where the the irony in the show is that these two, in the comic is that these two very attractive women of different personalities are obsessed with him for some weird reason. Like uh-huh. it, it, that's the, that's that's where the it's, it's not that like he's this good looking person. They acknowledge that he is a dweeb. <laughs> it's just but there's something about him. Whether it, he's really nice to people, he's kind of always there for people. They that's what they are attracted to. That's the ir- irony in the comics. So in the show, when you write him as this jock and this sort of like it's just kind of like, eh, like, like, like I said, like the most interesting person in in the show, you know, it could be multiple of them. Like I think, Chuck, like Jughead's played extremely well. Like one yeah. of those little Frost, Dude. one of those little Frost twins, Cole, uh, Cole, Cole Sprouse, Cole, 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 thank you. Um, yeah, he's fucking awesome. Yeah, I was show. shocked. Oh, he was really good. Cole like he Sprouse, had that. Shout out to Cole Sprouse is real weird on Twitter. Um, that, 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 I don't think both. I don't think both really weird on Twitter. Yeah, no, but I was like, dude, him, like he's good. Like you know, the per, like, he's uh, the, great. The girl, who, um, the girl who plays Betty is really a really good actress too. She could cry on fucking command. Like, but there's a scene where it's like they just had like about like eighty million crying scenes. They all feel really real. Like, um, yeah. uh, Kevin, uh, they, they listen. They could have written him as just a one note gay character. Uh. Thank God they didn't. Like that's the thing. It's like good. Like it doesn't. It's not that hard to be a good writer and not write people as a stereotype. Like they could have written all those characters as just the stereotype that they were. Instead, they're like, "All right, let's give them some actual motivations. Let's give them some actual fucking problems." You know. Another show that another show I like that has also good character development, which I will admit right now I've watched plenty of times, is Gossip Girl. (laughs) I've watched Gossip Girl before. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll admit it. I'll admit it. Like, I'll admit it. But, Bobby, you know, I haven't watched Gossip Girl, and I'm the target demographic. They hear me out. <laughs> I <laughs> I thought so when I watched Gossip Girl randomly one day, the first episode, I was like, okay, it's, it's going to be this pretty people. This is gonna exactly. be stupid, and then ten hours people. later, you were still watching. It. And admittedly, there's some things that's, that's kind of dumb. But first of all, you start off with this whole thing. With, you start off with a mystery, and you go, "All right, who's Gossip Girl?" Which, by the way, when you find out who Gossip Girl is, it kind of doesn't make any sense, and it's kind of stupid. But I'll, re- I'll I'll regress. Um, but you watch it, and, but everyone has you know a similar person. Everyone has a, a motivation, at least. Like you know, they have a Blake Lively's character. She's kind of this wild child who's trying to get on the right track and trying to better her life and trying to be someone else. Leighton Meester's character is a snobby bitch um, for a good majority of the scenes, but you, you see that she kind of has a heart of gold, and you see that she kind of has a reason why she's the way that she is. Uh, uh, Chase Crawford's character is kind of bland, but uh, you know, Lan- uh, Lance Bass, you know, who's played by he is played by uh, potential rapist uh, Ed Westwood, which is kind of weird to say this because he raped the girl in the show. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. But like he, well, he was true to. But, I mean, his character was fit for him. I, unfortunately, hey, he, he channels, channels energy in it. But but in that show, he, you see. But in that show, he he even goes through. He goes through a lot of changes in the show just to to wind up with. Not to give you spoilers, but you're probably not gonna watch it anyway. Um, to wind up with uh, you know, uh, Blair Waldorf. Like he does, he makes a lot of changes in his life. He's he's really in season one. He's one of the most repugnant people on that show. You're like, oh god. But by the end, you're like, wow, I kind of like him. He's changed a lot to just to make this girl happy that he really likes. 
But that's the thing. Everyone, everyone in the show starts off somewhere and they end up somewhere completely different and they change. And that's what it's all about. Sometimes it's just good writing. And sometimes it's, it's just decent writing. It's just going, hey, you know, these, these characters are growing up. They have to change in some way, shape, or form. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we have to do it in a way that's really realistic and believable. And for some reason, it's like with adult sitcoms, they cannot do that. It's an inability to do that. No, nonetheless, that adults go through real life and that they, and they change. Yeah, and that's the thing is, it, it's there's this really interesting psychological concept here, okay, uh, where people look back and say, "Oh, I'm a completely different person than I was five years yep. ago." Hey, man, I was religious five years <laughs> ago. My, my, my tweets were actually good five years ago. So, yeah, no, you really. I know. I, no, I, I suck you on peaked, now, but. But so you know, people think, "Oh, I haven't. I've changed a lot in the last five years." But they never say I will change yep. a lot in the next. Uh, yeah. You know, so it's it, you kind of see that in TV, where most TV has people being very stagnant and they like they won't change over five seasons. Wait, what? Wait, what show? No, no, no. I said oh, most TV, TV okay. has characters that are very yep. stagnant. Um, you know, and like for example, half the shows we've talked about were, you know. Pam and Jim would not have stayed in the same office oh, for no. five years. Are you kidding me? Office relationships never work. Like, never work. Are you expecting me? I mean, the one office relationship I've had was actually pretty. Yeah. Awesome. But, like, but I, you know what I mean? Like, office relationships, like, come on. Like, yeah. But that was a summer internship, so that had an end but, but that's also a very interesting thing, too. It's like, and which I kind of want your opinion on, it's like, why? Why? For so long, for so many shows, whether it's the woman or the female character is the lead, do they have to make her change by being in a relationship? Why the fuck can she not change just not being in one, just fucking change like an organic human being? And that happened for so and it's definitely changing now because people probably aren't going to put up with watching something that's right. Because women are finally writing Exactly. How, like, uh-huh. how, like, freaking, oh, she's this female character. She goes through life. She learns to be better at professional blah, blah blah but so many times it's like oh let's put her in a relationship now she's gonna change now because she's got a man in her life <laughs> you know i'm gonna get back to you and i'm gonna find a show with a good strong female character who doesn't get in a relationship because mm. right now i'm blinking i was but... I, I was gonna say fuck i mean i'd like to say something like if we're talking about shows we've already mentioned in this in this episode uh, I would like to talk about, like, Leslie yeah. Nope, because, you know, even though she did change and did get into that relationship, she didn't change. Yeah, yeah. You know, she was still her same enthusiastic, committed self, but he brought out the best in her, and she brought out the mm-hmm. best in him. Yep. So I guess that's an example of a healthy relationship on TV. Yeah, I guess. I guess because yeah. in a lot of other shows, it's, it's the woman who's always changing, and nothing ever changes with yeah. the man. But in the, see, that's why when people are like, "Ugh, uh, you know, hashtag relationship goals." Uh, no, I want to be Leslie yeah. in bed. Relation, so relationship goals. If you watch a television show and you say to yourself, "I actually believe I'm always been up the thing where it's like sometimes I don't want characters to get together, but if they can change." Yeah. One of my favorite relationships in all television is from The Shield, um, and it's the, it's these two cops. Um, and one of the, and like the show, it's you know this kind of hardened black detective, this hot, this hardened black female. I think she's the no, she's the uh, commissioner, I believe. Someone can double check me on that, but I think she's the commissioner of the commissioner. And then they have the kind of the dweeby good cop, and they know the shield because the shield also has like the, you know Michael Chiklis plays this crooked cop, and so the whole time like you kind of get the relationship. So she gets lupus uh, towards the the last Jesus. season. And he basically, and the, this like dweeby rookie cop takes care of her, like he is so doting. Like you can see, like the, their entire relationship, he is he respects the hell out of her, and he's always just wants to have her back, and he always wants to make sure that he does a good job to make her proud. And like they have a fight, like towards the end of the episode, where she basically like, they screw up on they screw up on trying to catch Michael Chiklis, and she like fires him, and he's like heartbroken. Like, you can see in his face, he is heartbroken. They have no romantic relationship at all, it, but it's a respect thing. Towards the end of the episode, when they finally get Michael Chiklis, like, she, she thanks him for all he's done. And, he goes, and then he tells her, like, listen, like, 
I'm gonna like make sure that you're like he basically basically it's implied that he's gonna take over for her when she's gone, but he's also gonna help take care of her. That's perfectly written. Like that's perfectly written. They they don't get in any relationship whatsoever. Like, but it's something that's driven out of an actual relationship. You respect someone that you work with, someone that you, that has had a great that has had a huge impact on your life. And you're like, you know what? Like you can relate to that type of shit without them being in a relationship. Dude, now you're like blowing my mind because I'm trying to think of a good TV show I like, and this should be right up my alley. Ugh. Like, but no, see, and I love, but I do love that relationship that you just talked about right there. That, it, it, you know, there are relationships other than romantic. You know, there are a lot of, you know, you and I are not romantic no, at all. Not, no, but we have a fantastic friendship. Where we bounce terrible jokes uh-huh. off of each yeah. other, and and then also yeah. relate to different. You know, we you know we were in the same industry. We're you know we're always constantly trying to help each other. Like that's a honestly that's a more relatable thing than anything is having just a, a solid friendship with someone or having a solid you know best friendship or something like that. Like having someone go wow, like I had that relationship with someone else. Like a lot of people, a lot of people don't want relationships. Sometimes they just want good friendships where they just with people who can they can talk to and they can so it's like that's more realistic than these right nowhere crazy relationships that are, are just relationship goals and don't you want a man to just swoop into your life and change it because of his stubble and his good looks like that shit ain't fucking come on you know it's 2018 we can have a woman and a man on a screen together without there being sexual tension. oh my that and i think that that I think before people used to love that shit. Like I, I think people and people still do. Like that's why romantic comedies will never not be a thing. You know, not to knock on and not to knock on romantic comedies because there are some romantic comedies that are really good. But like the thing is, is like and you like you can have your romance. You can have your romance. You can have your your thing. But the thing is that you need to make those characters something outside of that relationship. You need to not just ham fist the relationship in there. Like, you could have, it's just, it's, how many shows could, I, I could name 50 million shows off the top, off the top of my head that are, you know, let's see, in Castle, it's, uh, it's Kate and, you know, it's Beckett in, uh, in Castle. You know, they had the sexual trust for yeah. 50 million years. In Psych, it's, uh. We love you, Nathan Philly. Yeah, in Psych, it's, uh, Sean and Jules. Uh, in, hey, in Lucifer, it's Lucifer and his partner. You know, it's, it, like, I could name 50 of them off the top of my head. But, like. Nope, mm-hmm. another show that did, another show that, did, that didn't play into it. I thought they would, and I was really scared, but they didn't. It's Law, Law and Order SVU, the original run, not the shitty run that's on right now, but the original run of SVU, where it's just Olivia Benson and Elliot Stabler, and they have a professional friendship, even a personal one. There's times where they both help each other out, but Stabler's married, and Olivia Benson is Olivia Benson. <laughs> so it's like, but they have definable characters. Stapler gets way too wrapped up into things personally. Olivia Benson is someone who sympathizes way too much with victims. So, like, but they, but they, they both complete each other in a friendship and professional type of role, which is why you like those characters. Which is why Stapler doesn't come back. Why the fuck am I watching the show anymore? <laughs> because that's the part of it. It's their relationship and how they deal with being detectives in New York City and how they're able to help each other professionally. And how they're, like, that's the thing. That, that's good writing. But, alas... Shitty writing has to shitty, shitty writing has to do as you do, you know. They get rid of Stabler, and then it's just a bunch of dumb shit. I haven't watched Law and Order since Stabler left, so I wouldn't know. But like I said, like there should there should be that many shows that you can name off the top of your head where there's that unspit sexual tension. No, I I'm definitely really mad right now, and next week I'm gonna come back with like at least three shows that I can think of. And you know what? Actually, I shouldn't say this out loud because now someone's going to hold me to that and I totally am going to yeah. fail. But, you know. <laughs> uh, getting, getting reminded of your, of your past follies. I've been there, been yeah, there, done so. that. Every day of my life, you know, when I make a to-do list that says, hey, tomorrow I'll work on that story I was supposed to be working on today. Oh, God. That kind of thing. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to book that interview tomorrow. I swear I'll have enough time to do it, but I probably won't. But anyway, so it's been about an hour. I think we're right about, yeah, 59 yep. minutes we're, and we're, 11, 12, yep, We're about time seconds. to wrap it up. Um, so trash or not, what's your uh, trash or not for this week? Uh, well, we talked about a lot of shows now. Well, no, I just have to know it's trash or not. Anything that's, you know, it could be anything trash. that's oh, trash or not. This is our, oh, this is our uh, like, summary yes. of the episode. Yeah, so Office, trash. Yeah. 
um, Parks and Rec, Gold. Gold, yes. Um, How I Met Your Mother, Basic Trash, yep. Friends, horrendous the whitest, tra- the, most basic, the most blandest trash of the trash. Um, okay, so, okay, now get to our final segment, which is Trash or Not, where you have to, what is, what, 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 is, what have you learned in today's life? And, and not today, just in general. Oh, what have I learned? What, 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 not learned, but what, what, what is something that you have realized either is trash or not trash? Well, it could be anything. Could be uh, weather, could be, could be things, could be shoes, could be, okay. could be the, the U.S. Um, justice system. <laughs> the U.S. justice system is so totally trash, especially when ag sessions is all like hey let's roll back marijuana laws and it's like dude what we've got like 10 states have it legalized now I not think, 10 but you I know think, it's I think like AG six se- now sessions, eight maybe i think ag sessions is an andy griffith character so i'm not sure he's actually a real human being <laughs> like, 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 well somebody mentioned that he looked like a scooby-doo villain after he somebody, took his mask off and i can't my favorite that. tweet is someone said he looked like a fucking oh my god! Someone said he looked like uh, an old man waiting for a Keebler elf. Yeah, Keebler elf. Someone said he looked like an old man waiting for a, a baked pie on the window, <laughs> the windowsill. And I've never been able to not see that. Like, <laughs> that should maybe that should have me laughing for. Oh my goodness! Um, I'll start off. I'll tell you what I think is not trash. For one, yes, it's a uh, Twitter is not tr- well. Funny Twitter is not trash, and I'll tell you why. If you're ever in a, in a bad, if you're in a, in a down mood, if you're ever kind of sad about some things, you know, like you know me, I had a, you know had a hard week this week. But there's two tweets I can always go back to, and they can always make me laugh. There's a couple of tweets, but there's two tweets in particular where I will laugh. And I was in a very bad mood and very depressed mood on Monday, and I went to Twitter, and I and I pulled pulled one of them up. And um, are you familiar with uh, Stephen A. Smith? No, he's this loud. He's a loud black ESPN commentator who just says a lot of wild shit. Um, so he like he's just loud for the circuit loud. He just just kind of says loud things. He has he's now on this thing where he's like you know stay off the weed. So he's he's on ESPN. He just yells about things. So he's this kind of he's you know he's this uh this sports report he's a sports reporter aka talking head who basically uses big words because he had a law degree and basically says all these big things like says big words just for the sake of big, saying big words so there's this tweet uh that i think is written by david roth or whatever but um and it's uh it's you know it's out of pf chang's and the waiter hands you know Stephen a smith the menu and Stephen a smith that's preposterous crab rangoos things of that nature <laughs> that tweet will always make you fucking laugh <laughs> like because i can hear Stephen a smith's voice and i can and just the combination of the words that's preposterous crab ragoons things of that nature like that shit makes me always laugh and then there's another tweet that always makes you laugh and it's Stephen a smith and skip bayless who's this other talking head who basically is this guy who does this, he does the same thing as Stephen a smith does and you know they're at the debate table and Steve May Smith goes, uh, he goes, now skip. Now you know, now you know I'm sensitive about the Holocaust. And so Skip goes, yeah. But, but, <laughs> like, I don't know, like, why it makes me laugh so much, but it will, every time I see those two jokes, I'll start crying like tears of joy because it's so fucking funny. So, old, like, you know, find yourself some tweets that always make you laugh when you're, in a, when you're, ha- when you're having a down day because uh, they'll, they'll change your life. They'll change your life. So I'm gonna recommend one of my favorite Twitters, errs, uh, Mr. Mike Drucker, and also his roommate Jess Dweck. Although they're not currently roommates, which is just sad. But they have a podcast called How to Be a Person, which if you need to cry from laughter, mm-hmm. totally, hundred percent recommend. They're so funny. But Mr. Mike Drucker will just tweet these hilarious out there things, and I'm trying to find a good one. Uh, oh, he he tweeted about politics lately, so I can't like. Yeah, we can't get the politics right Ugh. now. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you know, for for example, I say I'm a simple man. I want two things: one, my own arcade, and two, to be dead. <laughs> so that's kind of how I feel. <laughs> and, that's good. That's that's good right there. That's that's, that's high quality content. I like.
Or I can't believe we're just now finding out that the woman who demanded that Santa Claus be white people is possibly mad. <laughs> <laughs> or possibly bad. Possibly bad. Sorry, I read that too fast. <laughs> you know. Oh my god. <laughs> like that's the thing, like, God, those those oh my god. Twitter uh Twitter there's a lot of trash on Twitter, but they're ooh man, when you when you're in the right place on Twitter you could be on there for two or three hours, maybe during a work break, maybe on a road trip when you're going somewhere, and you can just start laughing your ass off just at some of the, some of the funniest shit there. We'll have to do a we'll have to do a a, a dedication to to good to good great tweets in the in the day. But wait, I just but, found oh, one where he tweeted about going on a date with Michael Barbero from the New York Times. Oh no! <laughs> and Michael Barbero does this like twenty minute every morning podcast about uh, what's going on in the world. Yep. And I don't even know what this is about. And he's like, this was a really terrible idea. Never mind. Never mind. (laughs) So anyway. um, Yeah, we'll totally do a something. I don't know. We'll pop pop around. around We think of our topics on on the fly. (laughs) And also, if anybody would like to request a topic, we are here. And we are half of us are queer and ready to yeah <laughs> yeah it's i'll i'll tell you what it's not the black guy so <laughs> um exactly so balances out. we're ready but. so uh hey thank you for for listening to episode four, four of our podcast four. Uh, we'll come back at you as soon you know when we're not working all right sign us off all right this has been wit and black the whole podcast See you later, guys.